You're listening to the Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. Do you feel incredibly overwhelmed by your life at home with young children? I get it. I am a mother of five who runs her own business, homeschools part-time, and has a lot on my plate. And whilst I'm so grateful for all the support and help uh, that I can get, I also know what it's like to be so overwhelmed. So today, you're gonna hear 10 hacks from me to be less overwhelmed and get a handle on your life so you feel like you're rocking it, like you're the CEO, and like you can do this. Let's go. Tip number one is declutter. You've heard me say this a million times before if you watch my channel, but less is more. I am not a hardcore minimalist. We have lots of stuff, but I do routinely declutter and it helps me be less overwhelmed. Clutter is physically overwhelming to actually manage and take care of. It's emotionally overwhelming when we see all the things we've spent money on and we might not be using and it just in our visual periphery to see a lot of stuff, it clogs up our mind and we feel overwhelmed. And so anytime and anything that you can declutter, just one drawer, just one pot of pens, just one closet, just one surface, anything that you can declutter is already gonna snowball you into a better feeling and feeling less overwhelmed, even with little kids at home. Kids seem to bring in all of the clutter, the stones and the sticks that they collect, their art projects, their ever-changing and ever-growing wardrobes. It is like a full-time job to continuously declutter and organize the home. And I can tell you that I dedicate several hours a week simply to decluttering and going through my closets and making sure they all make sense. But this ongoing upkeep is actually what makes me feel less overwhelmed. So you're gonna hear more about that as we go through this video, but that maintenance that it takes uh, to really feel more in control and more capable and equipped when you have little kids, it's it's worth it. That's why in my present player membership, we revisit the same th themes year after year, like creating space is something that we have to do every single year. It's not a one and done. Number two and leading on from that is having a storage system. And before you tell me you have no space, let me tell you that you can create a storage system in, even in the tiniest of apartments. I've done it myself living in a small two bedroom. We dedicated an entire wall just to my storage system, even though it wasn't particularly pretty or what we wanted to spend that space on, it made our lives less overwhelming. When you have a good storage system in place, you can rotate toys in and out. You can only have capsule wardrobe collections that fit the season and rotate out everything that's not in that season. You can put things away that are not being in use right now and it makes your life less overwhelming. So having a functional storage system is absolutely crucial. I'll link to my favorite storage units and my system below. But I wanna tell you that that's another area of maintenance that I spend quite a ridiculous amount of energy. Sometimes people would think, why are you doing this again? Why are you spending time on the labels? Why are you writing it out? Why are you refolding those boxes? But I do it because it makes the rest of my life streamlined and less overwhelmed. And the truth is with all of these tips, in some ways, the more overwhelmed you feel, the more necessary they are to do. The next one is to 
clean as you go. I know a lot of people feel like they want to be present with their kids, like they don't want to spend their whole day cleaning up, and I get it. If that works for you, that's great. For me, I get very overwhelmed when I see things piling up. When I see the kitchen counter getting out of control, the sink piling up with dishes, the laundry piling up throughout the week. Now, of course, like all of these tips, it depends on your preference, your lifestyle, your personality. But I'm just sharing what works for me. For me is more of an ongoing maintenance, a day-to-day -day thing. So doing several rounds of laundry throughout the week rather than waiting to do it all at once and feeling like, how will I ever get through this mountain of laundry? Or washing up and loading the dishwasher and unloading the dishwasher after every meal, not just at the end of the day. I also really don't like the feeling, I get overwhelmed by the feeling that my home looks like such a crazy chaotic mess and if someone were to come over, I would probably be a bit embarrassed by that. But even more than for strangers coming over, for myself, I want to go through the day living in a home that has a good atmosphere. By the way, if you want my tips on how to create a great atmosphere at home, I will link to that video here. But the idea really of this is just that if you consistently do small things as you go along, like making your bed when you first get up, picking up the toys after they're done playing and not at the, only at the end of the day, washing the dishes after each meal, then you'd never get that overwhelming sensation that the task is just too big and you don't have time to do it. When you leave things and let them grow and fester, then you're actually more likely to procrastinate because it's become such an unbearable task, such a big task, rather than doing it as you go. So try that one on for size. I'd love to hear if it works for you. The next one is to cook in the morning. Now, we all like a fresh meal straight out the oven for dinner. However, if you are busy and overwhelmed and you have a lot to do, then getting stuff done first thing in the day as a way of caring for the future you and as a way of batching, as it were, can be really helpful. So in a way, this is kind of the opposite tip from the previous tip, which is to do things in an ongoing maintenance kind of way, the cleanup. But when you're doing prep, I would do batching. So cleanup is ongoing maintenance, prep is more something that you try to batch. So for example, if I'm anyway getting up and cooking some kind of breakfast, I'm there, got my apron on, <laughs> got my kitchen all in the jam of making stuff, maybe I'm going to prepare some things that can last till dinner, like a pot of pasta or whatever it is that you're making, or at the very least prep the things for dinner. Like if something needs marinating, if something needs defrosting, um, put it out in the morning so that you're less overwhelmed. Most of us have a big dip in energy at the afternoon hours. Four o'clock is like not a good time for me. I'm exhausted, I don't feel like making anything. And that is probably also the time where I'll make the worst decisions about what to make for dinner. I'll suddenly just opt for a frozen option or for something that's less healthy or um, not really take the time to prepare something from scratch. Whereas in the morning, I have a bit more energy and I, you know, care a bit more. <laughs> I'm not exhausted from the day. And so that's a time when I prep for dinner. It also might mean that you're only really prepping once a day and by the time 4 or 5 p.m. rolls around, you've got your tray of something ready to pop into the oven and you know what you're doing and you've already taken care of it. 
I want you to think of this as you taking care of future you. You foreseeing your future needs and taking care of it in the morning. My next tip for being less overwhelmed with little kids is to develop some sense of consistency and routine. Now we all have very different lifestyles. Maybe you have already got a very clear routine in place because you take your kids to school at a certain time or you start work at a certain time. Or maybe you're unschooling and you have a completely wide open schedule and things are not consistent. Maybe some things are and some things aren't. But I want you to ask yourself if you're feeling overwhelmed, for example, by bedtime not running smoothly, or you're feeling like your mornings are chaotic and rushed, or perhaps you're feeling like there are always questions that you have to answer again and again, like what am I making for dinner? Or what should I dress them in? Is there some planning that you could do today that would set your future self up for success to be less overwhelmed? Making a meal plan, deciding on a fixed bedtime and actually sticking to it until it becomes a habit, setting an alarm clock for a single wake up time every morning, no matter what. Big fluctuations in our routines and schedules often overwhelm us because humans are kind of creatures of habit, right? And we're used to circadian rhythms and repetitive rituals and dates that recur. We like uh, recurring predictability, especially young children do. And of course, we also like surprises and spontaneity, but uh, if we're overwhelmed, we want less surprises and less spontaneity. So this is a tip to really find what is inconsistent in my life? What am I wishy-washy on? What do I flip-flop on? What elements of my routine and schedule are just completely unreliable? And how can I eliminate some of that decision fatigue and overwhelm by putting things down in a more consistent and routine way? Sometimes this means a sacrifice. Like for example, if you want your baby's nap time to be consistent, it might mean that you have to rearrange your workday in accordance, or you have to actually give up on certain engagements because it's nap time and nap time comes first. Creating consistency and routine takes a certain level of sacrifice and certainly commitment, but if you're feeling overwhelmed, I think it's worth it. You may have heard me say this next tip before, but it is to buy sets of things rather than bits and bobs. When you feel overwhelmed physically uh, by the stuff in your home, by managing all of the different things you've got, or by making consumer choices like what coat should I buy this season, what shoes should I buy, etc., there is something very liberating about buying things that are basically a set or all the same. So, for example, I like all of my towels to be the same. All of my kids' coats pretty much are all the same. Our kitty bowls are all the same. Not only does this visually overwhelm me less, but also it frees me up. We don't have to make choices. We don't argue over who gets the red bowl or the blue bowl. We don't have to have comparisonitis or arguments or competition over, you know, which coat someone's buying that type of thing. Or even when I'm buying, say, a Hanukkah gift or a Christmas gift or um, birthday gifts or that kind of thing, sometimes we'll buy basically all the same, just maybe different colors or different sizes for the children. So if you wanna just think, what are some of the things in my life that I'm making a decision about and can I do a one and done? Like for example, a few years ago, I found boots that I really loved for my kids and because I have several kids, I bought the next sizes. So it was one decision 
decision that I researched and spent time on, but then that served me for the years to come and they're still all wearing those boots. And so I don't have to research boots every winter. I know that's just our boots. We're done with that decision. I don't have to revisit it. I'm not overwhelmed. So again, this is kind of a way of caring for future you is making those decisions in advance and just the one time. My next tip for being less overwhelmed with little kids is to store all of the same types of things in the same place. Many people have several places for the same things, like several areas to store toys, or several places where you might find the shoes, or several different cupboards where there's linen and towels, or in the kitchen, maybe things are are kind of distributed in a way that doesn't make that much sense. If you can try to locate things physically all in the same place, it can really, really help you know where to find things. You find them quicker, they get lost less easily, and things are just less overwhelming. So for example, where does all your incoming mail go? Have one place for that. Where does all the socks go, right? And of course, you might each have your own wardrobe and keep your own socks separately, but if you take your shoes off when you come in the house, maybe like me, you would like to store all the socks right next to the door or all the shoes. Uh, the same goes for you in your own closet, right? Where do all of your, your sweaters go, your underwear go, your shoes go, etc. If you can try to localize things in a better way, it's going to be less overwhelming. One example is swimwear or swim gear, anything that goes with the pool, right? Or anything that goes with summer activities like hats and sunglasses and sunscreen. If you can store all of those together in one box or in a couple of boxes, then when you need to reach for those, you know where to find them. This is a tip that goes into your storage system, right? If you have a box that's dedicated for swim gear or a box that's dedicated for uh, shoes, for example, then you know where to go when you're looking for the next size of shoes or when you have to change over for the seasons. Or maybe you have a box that's all your soccer gear or all your judo gear or all of a specific type of toy. In other words, just try and store things in a way that makes sense to you, that is all uh, cohesive, that goes together and that doesn't split you up, trying to search for things and getting overwhelmed by missing pieces or by lost items when you need them most. The next one is a little weird and not everybody's gonna like it, but you might wanna consider having a color palette for your family. This is kind of a design tip with a lifestyle hack all rolled into one. If you know, for example, that you buy clothes uh, and maybe shoes and gear and furniture and even uh, kitchen utensils and whatever that are all in neutral tones or all grays and cool tones, or you love all the warm and earthy tones, for example, it actually really helps with the visual clutter and overwhelm to have a streamlined palette around you. And it also helps you with decision fatigue and choice paralysis. So when you go to pick out a new salad bowl or a new pair of boots or whatever it is, you know what kind of colors fit into your world. If you care about having an Instagram-worthy life, this might help you there too, but that's really not the point. The point is just to help to streamline things so that everything goes together, so that everything is easily recognizable as something that is for you or is not for you, and it makes it easier. If you think about a capsule wardrobe collection where you really want one color palette where the colors complement each other, that's something that you can do for your kids, for you, and even for the rest of the things in your home.
from. Now, of course, you're still gonna buy some toys and books and stuff that don't fit the color palette. And if it fits your budget and it's what you need, then who cares? But it's just a little hack, a kind of a next level hack that I find really helps when I'm shopping for clothes for my kids. I know that I look for more muted, neutral color tones because when they're suddenly gifted a bright, vibrant color that doesn't go with any of the rest of their clothes, I get a bit frustrated because it looks a little bit off. It throws everything <laughs> out of whack and they don't go together. And then I need to maybe buy more clothes to fit those clothes to, that they can match, that they can look normal <laughs> and put together, whatever. So basically my point is that if you want to kind of think, well, I'm always drawn to these colors, then you might even let yourself actually commit that even when you're buying a vase or a cushion for your sofa or clothes for yourself, you're always going with those colors and you're letting them kind of define and contain you. Is that weird? <laughs> I don't know, it works for me. Number nine is also a next level tip, and this is to get really clear on who you are as a family. In Present Play, every December, we work on creating a vision for our family. That's something that changes and evolves with time, but it is so liberating because when you know who you are and what you stand for, what your goals are, what your bucket list is, then you are not overwhelmed. You have less choice paralysis, less analysis, paralysis, less comparisonitis, because you get clear on who you are. You're not constantly wondering, should we do this? Should we live there? Should we educate like this? Should I sleep train? Should I breastfeed? All that stuff. It falls into place better, it becomes clearer to you as you've already done the work to establish what your goal is with your family, where you're going and who you guys are, what your vibe is, what your values are. So getting really clear and creating a vision on a yearly basis, come join us in Present Play and do it with us if you like, um, but doing that on a yearly basis keeps you on track and you feel much less overwhelmed because you have answers, you have internal, deep-seated, important and meaningful answers to those big life questions. And it really helps to be less overwhelmed on the day-to-day. -day. And my final tip, and of course, this could be a whole entire video on its own, but my final tip is to get systems in place. To see yourself as the CEO, if you were running a business, I bet you would care about having good systems for time management, diaries, calendars, schedules, systems and routines, and all sorts of checklists and to-dos that would help to keep you and your team on track. Well, my friends, the news is that you are kind of running your own project, at least your own team, which is your family. You're the CEO, you're the co-founder, and you have really created this hub that is your home and that is your family and you want to run it smoothly. So if you're still stuck thinking day-to-day, -day, default, etc., and you're not putting systems in place that empower you to be more productive and to be more time effective, then you're missing out on an entire chunk of tools that could really help you. And I would love to hear from you in the comments what your questions are about this, what kind of systems you already have in place and what you'd like to hear from me on how you can make this run more smoothly. But I want you to think things like calendar syncing, Google spreadsheets, meal planning, uh, running shopping lists that get shared between family members. All of that type of thing is things that are really going to help you to be less overwhelmed when you have little kids. Having your schedule in place, and this is why in Present Play we dedicate another whole month to creating flow, right? Really creating time management that feels great so that we can be productive in our day or live our days 
in accordance to that vision, in accordance to the values, in accordance to what we're trying to create with our family life. Everything we do here at The Parenting Junkie is designed to help you to love parenting and parent from love. I hope these 10 hacks will help you create a little bit more family bliss, a little bit more space to simply be present and enjoy your children, enjoy the present moment, so you're less overwhelmed with all of the management and stuff that you have to do. Thanks for listening to The Parenting Junkie Show. If this was helpful for you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Subscribing to the show means you'll get the bonus episodes that I only deliver here. And when you rate and review the show, it helps other parents find it. And remember, keep on loving parenting and parenting from love. Namaste. Namaste.